It's it's not it's oh here comes the boy. Hello boy. As Beamy is just like he prowling. He is prowling. It's his birthday recently. Um, I forget this is coming out later than yeah, we are recording. His birthday it. was on Monday. I mean Tuesday, August third. And then Harrison's birthday is going to be tomorrow. Yeah, when this comes out, his birthday is August 10th. But not literally tomorrow. And tomorrow also, when you're listening to wait, this. you know what we missed? What? The one-year spooky show. Hey, happy one-year spooky it was show. last week, I think July 29th. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. We have come a long-ass way and actually have grown so much. If I could do what I did... Last year, this year, I would be very happy. Yeah, it was awesome. This was an awesome year. We went from like 30 monthly listeners. We went from zero. zero. And now we're at like a lot. Yeah, a lot more than that. A lot. I can't. Multiple, multiple times the amount. Yeah, so for the one year anniversary of Spooky Show, give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. So we can get it going. Let's keep. I want the graphs to go up. Let's keep spreading the spook, baby. And tell your friends about it so we get more listeners. Anyway, welcome to Spooky Show, the spookiest show in the world of the life and <laughs> history. Universes. The spookiest show in the Eva. life. In the life. Eva. Eva in the life. I am your host, Kate, and Harrison's here. Uh, hello. Um, disclaimer, I am sick, so I might, <laughs> I might like cough. Or like clear my throat. I'll she try got COVID to COVID for E two. I'll try to edit it out, but like I don't know. It's not a big deal. It's gonna be like breaking bad up in here where like Walt is just coughing all throughout season one. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay. Poor Walt. And oh welcome to another episode of Requested Stories Only. Wow, can't wait to see what you sick freaks have for us today. Oh, today's story was requested by Millie on Instagram. Shout out to Millie. Hey Millie, thanks for listening. So when I when I responded to her poll answer about it cuz I first asked my followers this question on Instagram, I told her I didn't know the story, but that is not true. I did You're a know liar. it. Harrison, and a fraud. I am so excited to tell you this story. It is batshit. Do tell. Well, it's one of the most sickening true crime stories I've ever heard, and not because of its, like, brutality, I guess, so much as what comes after, because this motherfucker killed his parents and then had a house party while their bodies were still in the house. (laughs) When I first said that to Harrison, he was like, I don't like this. I don't don't like that. I don't like (laughs) that. Yeah, I know, so you're probably like, not going like to care that. about this story as much as I do I don't and how like that. insane it is. Um, it is insane. It's just like, I don't like that. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So we have Tyler Hadley. Classic kind of Tyler. He was born September 16th, 1993. Premature and weighing three pounds, 10 ounces. So he was in the in- incubator for a month. He was a little preemie. Yeah, a little guy. So he's from Port St. Lucie, Florida. And he's described as being very loving, but like a little standoffish. Like he kept to himself and he had really bad anxiety and depression. He suffered from low self-esteem and bulimia. He had like a lot of eating issues. Yeah, he thought he was fat. And like he, I mean, a doctor apparently like called him sturdy once. And he took it as like, 
I need to lose weight, but that's not a bad thing. Anyway. Well, it's pretty fucked up. In in little boys, they like start putting you in pants that are called husky. Yeah. Like you start there's a whole different side. Once you once you like are not like rail thin as a as like a young lad, you like the pants, the sizes you have to get are called husky sizes. Oh my god. Uh-huh. And I this is just a separate story, but uh-huh. I remember when I would go to like the pediatrician with my two brothers, and I remember we would get weighed. I don't know why we were all in, like, the same room for this. I remember I would have to leave when they had to do the, like, boy stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, I remember the doctor said to my brother, like, you're in, like, this percentile for your weight. And it was, like, really bad. Sure. And I remember me and my other brother, like, laughing at him. But, like, that's it's pretty kinda, fucked. That's pretty messed up. Well, everybody canceled Kate for, for Oh, my God. I was, like, eight. I don't know. Cancel Kate for body shaming her brother at age eight. Whatever. I, I <laughs> Anyway, he uh so Tyler likes sports and he also learned to play the drums and the trombone. But he would like give up pretty much everything he like would try to do because he would say he was quote a step below everyone else. So he would just be like, I suck at this. I'm not I'm not trying anymore. He just thought everyone okay. was better than him at what he was trying to do. Sure. So by the time he was oh, ten Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. But by the time he was 10, he was on numerous medications for acne, depression, and even growth hormones because he had, like, a thyroid condition. So he's, like, ill physically and mentally. Yeah, sure. By ages 11 and 13, he was, like, started getting into a lot of trouble. He would, like, deface public bathrooms with Sharpies and other people's cars. He broke into people's yards and would, like, set small fires in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so eventually he began self-medicating. So by age 15, he was smoking weed. And by age 16, he was taking pills like Xanax, Xanax, Percocet, Oxycodone, Ecstasy, DMT. Jeez, that's quite a cocktail. That's just a lot for for being 16. Right, like smoking pot. Yeah, I mean. That's a 16-year-old, yeah, sure, I guess. But this is like the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, like DMT and stuff like that. Like, you're, you're hitting heavy, my guy. Right. So his parents really did, like, everything they could to help, like, they were very supportive and on his side. They would get him, like, therapy and everything. And, like, weirdly enough, because we know what happens, like, Tyler had a really good relationship with his mom and was, like, really affectionate towards her. And by the time of the murder, by the way, Tyler was 17. Okay. So Tyler's parents were Mary Jo Hadley, who was 47 at the time of her death and grew up in Pennsylvania before moving to Florida. And she worked 24 years as a St. Lucie County elementary teacher. It's just like wholesome. Um, people said she was very funny and had a great sense of humor and was just really kind and loving. And then his father, Blake Hadley, was 54 at the time of death and worked as a watch engineer at Point Port St. Lucie's nuclear power plant. Uh-huh. And he worked in Florida his whole, whole life, and he was known as, like, a gentle giant. Aww. Like, a really nice person. And, like, most people were, like, the one thing that, like, both of the parents struggled with the most was disciplining their kids. Sure, because they were so kind. Yeah, like, not because they were, like, pushovers, but they just loved them so much. Yeah, right. And they were, like, just so nice. And they were also very in love, the, the parents, very in love. So Tyler also had an older brother named Ryan, who was 23 when this happened, and is living in North Carolina. And Blake and uh, Mary Jo Hadley moved to Port St. Lucie to be closer to Blake's parents, and they, like, ended up living right down the street from them. 
So when they moved to Port St. Lucie, they attended a Catholic church in St. Lucie, and they literally attended it for 25 years and would take their kids there every Sunday, and they were very involved in the church. And at school, Tyler wasn't popular, but he did have friends, you know? Uh-huh. Like, same. Yeah. <laughs> um, though many of his friends would say he was a pathological liar. And one time, Tyler and his friends lit the River Park Wildlife Preserve on fire. Why? They dragged a couch there, poured gasoline on it, and just lit it on fire. Oh, and my gosh. And they just got off with okay. a warning. Okay. And I will say this, because, like... I mean, they were having fun. And also, I put this in here because I thought it was very relatable, kind of. Like, what many people say about Port St. Lucie, like, the people who live there, say it is so boring and that there is never anything to do there. So the kids were just going in the woods and, like, lighting fires. It's a big, like, retirement area. I mean, as most Florida, I guess, is. Right. So they are just doing stupid shit there. And I think a lot of people say this about their hometowns, though. When you're like, ugh, there's nothing to do here. Yeah. I think that's a pretty common sentiment. And so 10 weeks before this big party that Tyler threw. Okay, we're at 10 weeks out. Tyler was arrested for aggravated battery for getting into a fight at a friend's party. And he was sentenced to a week at the county jail and two weeks of house arrest. And during this, his mom took his phone as punishment. So in June, Mary Jo and Tyler, Mary Jo put Tyler in a mental health facility because he came home drunk one night and was making these comments about suicide. And they were like, really, they didn't want him to hurt himself, so they admitted him. And he was treated there for depression, low self-esteem, and this eating disorder. Two weeks before the party... Mary Jo said things were definitely getting better and that Tyler was home and making progress. Like, she was telling all her friends now, like, he just did a turn and was doing so much better, and she was so happy. You all just heard of beans. Yeah. (laughs) The weekend before the party, Tyler, his dad, and his grandfather went to a family reunion in Georgia, and Tyler's grandfather said it went great and everyone was happy. Like, Tyler seemed fine. And then the night before the party... July 15th, 2011, Tyler went out to eat with his whole family and his aunt. His aunt said that he seemed perfectly fine and was just very happy. Well, that's the good night, to hear. The night before the party. Okay. <laughs> so that same night after dinner, Tyler ran into his friend Cameron, and Cameron mentioned that it's his birthday. So Tyler was like, come over to my house tomorrow night. I'm having a party. So he already knew what he was going to do the night before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his premeditated. Aunt, yes. And his aunt was like, he seemed great. And he already had this plan in motion because he told his friend, like, this big banger's happening tomorrow. So now the infamous Facebook messages begin. They start. So since Tyler's phone was taken away, he had to message people on Facebook to let them know about the party. Of course. But the people he messaged were straight up not believing him. <laughs> They're like, you never throw parties. And, like, also, I don't know who you are. Like, a lot of, he wasn't popular. I don't know. A lot of kids didn't know who he was. So his friends also knew that he was getting into a lot of trouble recently. So they were like, why would your parents let you have a party right now? So he kept telling people, I'm working on it. 
um, in regards to his parents. And then on hmm. Saturday, July 16th, 2011, the night of the party, at 11.25 a.m., Tyler messaged his friend named Antonio and said, Sup, brah. Sup, brah. And Antonio said, Chillin', what you doing tonight? And Tyler was like, Trying to have a party at my crib. Then Antonio was like, Your parents ain't home? And Tyler was like, Nope. Well, they're leaving soon. So then at 1.15 p.m., Tyler posted on his Facebook wall, Party at my crib tonight. Dot, 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 maybe. And still no one really believed him. <laughs> but then at 8.15 p.m., he updated his wall again and said, party at my house tonight, hit me up. So you see where that, like, changed? Where he was like, party tonight, maybe. And then yeah. at 8.15, it went to, it's happening. Okay, do tell about what was happening around the 8 o'clock. <laughs> That's going to come way later. <laughs> So after this, a friend named Ashley messaged him and was like, whoa, what if your parents come home? And Tyler was like, they won't trust me. Because they were dead. Yeah, by of then. course. So before the party began, he went to the ATM and took out about $5,000 of his parents' money. Whoa. Was showing it off to his friends when he like picked some friends up to take them back to his house. And he was just being careless from the start. The party kicked off, and it was bumping. Like Project X. Project X style. Most of the kids there didn't even know who Tyler was. Oh, my God. So these kids were destroying Tyler's home. No, di- no respect on no these respect high school kids. All. Like, cigarettes were being, being put out on the rugs and the furniture. God. There was glass shattered. Drinks were being spilled everywhere. Kids were, like, rummaging through the cupboards for food. And Tyler didn't want anybody calling the police of course. for obvious reasons. So he was being a little nervous. Like, he was being kind of weird and would tell people different things. He would be like, you can smoke inside. Just kidding, you can't. Actually, put that out. No, 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 it's fine. Smoke inside. Like, he didn't know what the best course of action was. And he wasn't so... Yeah, it was a bit, he was a bit nervous. Right. And he wasn't socializing at all. Like, he would just stare at the wall sometimes. He would, like, do drugs and just, like, kind of chill there and not really... He wasn't, like, amped up. At around 11.30 p.m., a guy named Mike Young came to the party with 10 of his friends. And Mike was, a like, he was popular. He was an athlete. And he only knew who Tyler was just from seeing him around. And Mike only showed up because there was never anything to do in Port St. Lucie. His friends already spent three hours at the mall... And another hour at McDonald's. So they hey, were that like, sounds like classic suburban life. I was just going to say, that, I, I know. That. Yes, I know that life I relate too. to yeah, that We've much. been to McDonald's. We've already been to the Yeah, mall. like we hung out in this parking lot. So they're like, let's just check out this party. So Tyler answers the door while on ecstasy. And Mike was like, he seemed really, like, really anxious. And it was very clear he was rolling. His pupils were huge. He kept rubbing his hands together and nervously, like, clenching his fists. So Mike also said when he walked in the house, he was just, like, shocked at the destruction. And at one point, while Mike was sitting on the couch, a drunk, like, (laughs) this Rolling Stone article said, a drunk skater kid came over to him and was like, I smell dead people while laughing. So Mike was like, what's that supposed to mean? And the skater kid was like, oh, I don't know. Some people are smoking. That's all. And Mike was just like, okay, whatever. 
So there was also a beer pong table set up in the kitchen where a large crowd was, of course, gathered around it. And the table was right next to the computer in the kitchen. So people okay. were like playing music on YouTube on it. They're playing like Wiz Khalifa and like all the 2011 hits. Yeah, of course. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Yep. But the computer area was trashed. Like the white keyboard had a sticky brownish dried liquid on it. Yikes. But everybody just assumed it was alcohol or Coke. Of course. Like, I would not be like, is that blood? Like, yeah, you're course. at a party. Everything's trashed. So I get that. But also near the kitchen, the door to the master bedroom was closed and locked. And several kids tried to get in, but they couldn't. But they all saw, like, a brownish stain all across the floor Ugh. that had, like, smear marks. Like, someone tried to, like, wipe it away. And every time someone would go near that door, Tyler would yell at people to not go near it. There was pretty much, let me just say, there was pretty much blood all over this house. So disgusting. And nobody knew. Because the house was so trashed. I mean, I, it, this, this guy's having a party. People are spilling shit everywhere. Yeah, You're sure, not going to like, I don't think I would, I'm a true crime head, and I don't think I would think that. Yeah, I that. don't think I'd be looking for blood. Right. So a champion beer ponger who won 15 straight games in a row, Jose, he heard someone say, oh, he killed his parents. Like, people were joking about it. They were like, oh, maybe he killed his parents. Ha ha ha. Isn't that so weird? That's weird. Yeah. So everyone just kind of laughed it off. But meanwhile, when people would ask him where his parents were, Tyler would tell people different things. He would say, like, they went to Georgia. They're in Orlando. He said to one person, they don't live here. This is my house. Tyler also had a friend at the party named Mark, who is really good friends with Tyler and his family. And they've known each other for over 11 years. And Mark recalls a time that when Tyler was 10, he showed up to Mark's house after a fight with his mom, and he vowed to Mark that he would kill his parents when he was 10. Jesus. So Mark was just like, yeah, all kids feel that way sometimes, like, you know, not taking it seriously. And they laughed about it. And then another friend named Marky recalled, too, that he had hung out with Tyler two nights before the party and that Tyler seemed fine, but randomly blurted out that he wanted to kill his parents and have a big party after. Yeah. And he said, Tyler was like, nobody had ever done that before. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark was just like, yeah, okay, dude, and laughed it off. But it's just amazing how many people he would blatantly talk about this with. Like, he would talk about this. There's blood everywhere. Like, yeah, there's it's obvious. so strange. So before the party on July 2nd, 2011, he was chatting with his friend Mercedes about his mom taking his phone. And he said, LOL, yup, she's a cunt for show. I might kill her. And Mercedes was like, oh, my God, no, jail. Or I mean, prison, LOL. And Tyler was just like, oh, well, heart. Oh, well. So then the morning of the party at 9.40 a.m., Tyler was talking to his friend Matthew about killing his parents and throwing a party. And I don't think Matthew was really taking it seriously and was kind of, like, encouraging it. But, like, because he thought it was a joke, he's like, yeah, man, do it, you know? Like, you won't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to make, I don't know what to make of this conversation. I don't really either. So Matt messaged him, did you do it? Tyler said, no, but I'm gonna. And Matt Jeez. was like, bet you really should now do it. And Tyler was like, don't worry, I, don't worry, I am. Then I'm having a party. I don't know. I feel like 
Matt, obviously, he probably thought he was just like, he was like, yeah, man, do it. Yeah, of course. So it's midnight and the party is still bumping. And there were about 100 people there. Also, dog lovers. Maybe a content warning. Dog, we know the dog lovers on this show are serious. So. so there were two dogs at this party. A black lab named Sophie and an old beagle who was like deaf and blind. And Sophie was nowhere to be found, but the beagle was hiding in the bedroom that belonged to Tyler's brother, like under the bed. And at this point, the bedroom was like ransacked pretty much. The bed frame was cracked. Clothes and items were just like scattered everywhere. And at 12.30, the party was running out of beer. So Tyler and his friend Mark and Mark's girlfriend Ashley drove uh, Tyler. The three of them went to a gas station a block away to pick more beer up. So Tyler gave a wad of $20 bills to Mark, because Mark was 21, and asked him to buy cases of Bush Light. Serial killer. (laughs) That's how you know. Yes. So while waiting in Mark's car, Tyler just said to Ashley, my father died. And Ashley, I guess, didn't know him very well and just thought Tyler meant like his dad passed away a long time ago. And when they got back to the house, people were walking around selling baggies of white pills for a dollar a piece. Another person was selling weed. Like, this party was, yes. Chaotic. Project X. So a guy named Anthony showed up at 1245 because someone texted him that Tyler's party was the biggest thing ever. And when Anthony approached Tyler to ask him how he was, Tyler seemed very calm, despite all the chaos. Uh-huh. Until one boy ran into a ha- into the house topless, screaming and holding a mailbox over his head that he took from the neighbors. Oh! So Tyler like flipped out and was like, "That's a felony. The police are going to come yep. return it because he just did not want the police to show up." Okay, and then this one's this is tough. So back up for a second. Since the party was out of beer for a little bit, the kids were playing water pong. Which means they usually played it the way where you put beer in the cups yep, and then drink the beer in the cup that the ball lands in. Sure. This is the gross way, but this is how I always played it yeah, until water, college. Yeah, you drink your own. No. So they played water pong because they ran out Oh, so of they beer. were drinking the water. So the way off. they were playing it before they ran out of beer was you put beer in the cups and then you drink the cup that the ball lands in. That's the way they were playing it before. Okay. The gross way. So just keep that in mind. Because a boy who we were going to call Justin arrived to the party at 1.15 a.m. He immediately noticed the place smelled so bad and it was a mess. And when Justin asked Tyler if there were any house rules, Tyler was like, just do whatever you want. So Justin is playing beer pong. They have the beer now. The beer is back. The ball bounced to the floor. Rolled underneath the table where it stopped in a sticky, thick brown substance. And Justin was grossed out, but he didn't think much of it. He took the ball to the sink, rinsed it off, and continued the game of beer pong. Where they... (laughs) So the ball will land into the cup of beer that people drink out of. After being rolled in sticky brown substances. Which we know... No, no. Yep. Yep. Enough. That is, to, that's one of the most horrifying parts. That's like the parts. most disgusting yeah. shit I've ever heard. 
So Tyler's old friend Mark, who we talked about, is now leaving the party. And Tyler asked if they could speak privately. So they went outside and Tyler was like, dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. And Mark said, what are you talking about? And Tyler said, dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. God damn. And King Mark goes, dude, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be telling me that thing. I don't need to know. Yep. <laughs> like that is the, don't the correct know. Don't response. Like, okay, okay. So Tyler goes back into the house and runs into a guy named Ricardo, who Tyler met that night. And Ricardo was just like, thanks for having us over. Thanks for the beer. And Tyler was like, I just wanted to do something fun before I left. And Ricardo was like, what? where are you going? And Tyler was like, I'm going to kill myself. And Ricardo said, why would you do that? And Tyler said, because I did something really bad. Ricardo was like, what'd you do? It can't be that bad. And Tyler said, don't worry. If I get caught, I'll be in jail a long time. He's just like being real weird to all these people now. And then Tyler goes to his room and sees his friend Kimberly. Kimberly. Kimberly who he was close with, and he says to her, I'm going away for 60 years. And Kimberly was like, why? And he said, she'd find out tomorrow. Oh, my God. So Tyler seems to be, like, cracking, for real. Yeah, of course. Also because at around 2 a.m., Tyler went up to another one of his good friends, Michael, and asked if they could speak privately. So they go for a walk outside, and Tyler turns to him and says, I killed my parents. And Michael was like, yeah, right. And Tyler said, Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. If you look closely enough, you can see the signs. Oof, that gave me chills. Yeah. So he told Michael to look in the driveway. And Michael noticed that Tyler's mom and dad's car were still in the garage. And Michael knew Tyler for a long time. He knew the cars. But Michael still didn't believe it. He's like, that doesn't mean anything. So Tyler told him to look inside the garage where Michael saw a bloody footprint. So Michael immediately got out of the garage, shut the door behind him. But then Tyler led Michael. He's just like showing him all the spots. Tyler led Michael to the master bedroom that had been locked the whole party uh -huh. where there was blood on the door. So Tyler unlocked the door and Michael saw dining room chairs, magazines, photos, a lamp, blood-soaked towels, and just a mountain of shit stacked in a huge pile. And at the bottom of the pile, emerging from all of this, was a white leg. Ugh. There was also blood splatter on the wall, the ceilings, the floor, everything. So then Tyler told Michael everything. So he said that shortly before 5 p.m., Tyler hid his parents' cell phones so they couldn't call for help. He took... He listened to Feel Lucky by Lil Boozy to psych himself up. Curse song now. He took three pills of ecstasy and found a claw hammer in the garage. Jesus. He oh then, my God. <laughs> he then went back into his house, stood behind his mom while she worked at the computer, and he just stood there behind her for five full minutes. Jesus. Just thinking about what was about to happen. This is god-awful. He raised the claw hammer and hit Mary on the head with it. And she screamed at him over why. 
He was just like continuously asking him why. And hearing this, Blake, Tyler's dad, ran out of the master bedroom to see what was happening. And Blake also screams, why? And Tyler says, why the fuck not? And just keeps repeating, why the fuck not, while he beat his father to death with the end of the claw hammer. He even showed Michael how it was done with his arms. He was, like, imitating what he did. So later, while in prison, Tyler told his cellmate, I knew he loved me because he didn't come after me. He just asked me why. (laughs) More chills. So sad. So when it was done, Tyler said he wrapped towels around his parents' heads and dragged them into the master bedroom. It took three hours to clean up all the blood, and he threw every piece of evidence he could find into the bedroom, burying the bodies beneath a pile of broken dishes, shattered glass, bloody towels, pillowcases, books, a coffee table, a sponge mop, Clorox wipes, and a canister of coffee grounds. He was just stacking things. Yeah. So he then took a shower and stared at himself in the bathroom mirror and laughed. So Michael runs out of the bedroom, slamming the door behind him, and doesn't leave the party. He stays for another 45 minutes, posing for selfies with Tyler. There's like an infamous selfie of them that was taken like right after Michael found Mm -hmm. out. Just acting fine. But he did later say that he knows it looks bad, but he just didn't know what to do. Like, this was his best friend. He just didn't know what the best course of action was after seeing this. After this, about 45 minutes after this, someone announced that a neighbor of Mike Young's was also having a party, so a lot of people cleared out. 14 cars sped away to this other party. And that party actually wasn't happening. It was just a rumor. But the commotion of the cars disturbed Tyler's neighbors. So one neighbor named Ran Wallace got fed up. She was just like, all right, I'm going to call the police. Yeah, sure. So two officers from the Port St. Lucie Police Department arrived at the Hadley residence within minutes. And by that point, there were fewer than 20 people left at the party. So when the doorbell rang, Tyler just told everyone to hide in his room and be quiet. And the cops said there had been a noise complaint, but Tyler talked to them. And the cops were like, cool. See ya. And the party started again. Jesus. So by 2.30 a.m., some of the friends who tried to go to the rumored party are now coming back, but people were noticing Tyler was acting weirder and weirder. Before leaving, Michael even grabbed 10 Percocet pills that Tyler was going to use to commit suicide and, like, hid them. When (sighs) three girls showed up, Tyler slammed the door behind them as soon as they came inside and began, like, checking the windows and closing the blinds like someone was watching him. And he kept touching his hair and pacing across the living room. He talked to his friend David Garcia and said, That party was fun. I might have another one tomorrow night. Ugh. Might be going away for a while. And David said, Are you moving or vacation? And Tyler said, Just going away. And David was like, Are you coming back? And Tyler said, I don't know, because I'm thinking about killing myself. God damn. Then at 4.40 a.m., Tyler updated his status on Facebook that said, party at my house again, hit me up. Like he was having another one Mm -hmm. the night after. But just after posting this, Michael, who is no longer at the party, called Crime Stoppers hotline and told the police everything. Sure. So two officers were dispatched to the residence at 4.32 a.m. 
and they arrived to the home and looked through the windows, and they immediately saw Tyler pacing across the living room, talking to himself with a very disturbing look on his face, said one of the officers. Okay. One officer wrote in his report that, quote, his eyes were very wide and he was not blinking. So finally, the officers rang the doorbell and they could see Tyler like walking through the house, turning all the lights off and then coming to open the door. When he did, though, he had his left hand behind his back. Uh So the cops just immediately drew their guns, of course, and told him to put his hands up and step step out of the house. Of course. So they searched him for weapons, ordered him to the ground and handcuffed him. And when they asked if any adults were home, Tyler said no, but he was, like, very frantic and in- incoherent. Tyler also said, I know I'm going to Rock Road, which is the address of the county jail, and said, so just take me. But the officers, leaving Tyler just, like, handcuffed in the driveway, entered the house while Tyler was screaming at them, you can't go in there, don't go in there. Yes. Yes. So they walked in and saw the destruction, and they also found the black lab, Sophie, locked in the closet. That's horrible. The cops forced the locked uh, master bedroom door open and found the body. So an autopsy found defense wounds on Mary and saw injuries to her upper torso and head. Her spine was fractured. She had seven broken ribs and a punctured lung from the ribs. She had about 14 blows to the head and a giant gash right across her face. Damn. Blake's autopsy showed that he was being attacked way more because he was bigger. He had a broken nose, a laceration to his forehead and inside his ear. His skull was caved in and his brain was lacerated in several areas. At least 12 blows to the head, bruising to his chest, 11 injuries to his right arm, 12 injuries to his left arm. Both legs had bruises and cuts, 10 blows to his legs, so much more. Yeah. A lot. So nearly 1,000 people attended the funeral service for the Hadleys. The neighbor who called the cops talked to Ryan, Tyler's brother, at the service. Uh Uh-huh. And he said he planned to return to Port St. Lucie after graduating from college to work alongside his father at the power plant. Like, that was his plan. And that he also said he he would be visiting his brother in jail. Because, quote, it's what my parents would want me to do. They wouldn't want me to abandon him. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'll probably just sit there and cry. Ugh. That part gives me chills, too. Ryan also petitioned that Tyler couldn't get anything from his parents' death all by himself. And now, at this point, he was the guardian of Tyler. Because Tyler was still underage Mm -hmm. when this happened. Like, that is just so... Fuck. So fucked. So when word got out about what happened, some of the people were just straight up victim blaming. So one girl, one girl says, he was under a lot of pressure and like his parents would never let him be himself. And honestly, I think that they caused everything that just happened. His God. parents always expected him to be someone else that he wasn't. And that's not right. Anything Tyler would do, he'd be wrong for it. He just broke. Honestly, he got crazy because of it. If you have that much hate for somebody, then you actually would do something like that. God, that's Idiots. Awful. Many people were proud to have said they attended the party or just said they didn't care about the deaths or why it happened. Not that they weren't disgusted. They were really just like, damn, that sucks. Good party, though. Other people speculated that he did it because of drugs, um, because he was on them. When cops searched the house, they found prescription bottles in Tyler's name for hydroxine, which is an anti-anxiety medication, and so. 
Cytopram, mm-hmm. an antidepressant. And in jail, Tyler wrote to someone and said, I wish I never started taking that damp pill. None of this would have ever happened. I regret everything I did. I swear it's those drugs, man. But Tyler also told his friends, like Michael, that he purposely waited for his brother to move out before he killed his parents. And that was before he started taking the medication. Yeah. And we knew that he had been planning this about three weeks in advance. Mm. Like, we just, based on conversations. In my mind, though, the only reason as to why that I can come up with is because he just wanted to throw a party. Yeah, that's the most logical. Yeah. I mean. It's fucked up. Not but logical. It, or, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, what we know. It makes the most sense. Yeah. On March 14th, oh, yeah. 2014, Tyler was sentenced to two life sentences without parole. Ooh. And he was resentenced in 2018 because he was now um, an adult. And he was sentenced to the same thing. At the St. Lucie County Jail, Tyler is a celebrity, apparently. He wrote to a friend. When this shit went down, it went worldwide. I was the second most popular story after the economy. Hmm. He responds to fan letters and signs Hambo, like Rambo, because he used a hammer to kill his parents. Wow. And what signs, a fucking freak. And he signs autographs for other inmates. Hammer time. Yeah. yeah that's pretty fucked. Absolutely fucked up. So he has been continuing his education in jail. He passes GAD. He scored a 2100 on the SAD. Wow. He reads all day and meets with a priest and says he wants to be ordained when he gets out of jail, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> he also forgave his friend Michael for turning him in. And I just want to end on this quote from someone who attended the party. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Wow. I just went to the party of a lifetime. It's messed up what he did, but 20 years from now, I'll be able to say I was there. I hate Port St. Lucie, but that's kind of cool. Well, if that ain't America. Well, good episode. Fucking weird story. Isn't that one of the craziest stories? Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Thanks, Millie, for suggesting it. I forgot I knew it. Forgot how insane of a story it is. I feel very sorry for Tyler's family, and Mm. it's just such a shame. Obviously, like, Mental health, just like, so all the elements are terrible. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Of course, follow the show on Instagram at Spooky Show Pod. You can keep requesting cases. I think I said the next three stories are requests only, so you still have time to send one in. And follow Harrison's band on Spotify. Please. It's called Baseball Hat. It sure is. It'll be in the show notes. Yes, it will. Thank you for listening. Have the best week of your entire life. Bye. Bye.